Hello everyone and welcome back to Destructo Discourse. This is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast. I am your host Tyler. Joining me for the discourse on this episode is Dave. Hello. Matt. Hi ho. Aaron. Hi. And of course Jason. Hello. Uh, we are ringing in the new year with Dragon Ball Z. We are recording this on the first of the ring year. Ring a ding a ding a ding. Boom. <laughs> there, there it is. New year, <laughs> new you, new Goku. How about that? Lest old abilities be forgotten and never used again. <laughs> we'll have a cup of. Sensu. Oh, do they drink anything? Oh, sports Sensu, drink. Sensu, dear. Sports drink. We'll have, have a, a cup, cup of sports sport drink. <laughs> drink, dear. This is, a, this, is a, this is a dark world. What bros are toasting the, 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 the ball dropping with, like, fucking Gatorade? <laughs> and then Get Grim Darkness for the 41st Millennium. Right. Legendary warriors from space. <laughs> Astronauts. Uh, real quick, do you think the ball dropping in Dragon Ball World was one time somebody got killed by a Dragon Ball? <laughs> or they yes. claimed another? <laughs> and then they started a, a tradition based on it. To remember the past, but look to the future. His name was Old Lang Syne. (laughs) I'll miss him so. Old Lang. Old Lang, we used to call him back in the day. So welcome back. It's another year. It's another Dragon Ball Z podcast. Yeah. We haven't quite made it a year yet. That will be in April for us. But yes, this still feels important. Now we're doing a Dragon Ball Z podcast in 2019. I have a question. Yes. It is, an, it is a new year, new you, for everyone mm-hmm. on Dragon World. Tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me, what do you think their resis are, baby? <laughs> new Year's Ooh. resolutions. The, oh. the characters are us. I mean, I was going to say characters, but, you know, if, you, if we feel like sharing. If the spirit... Oh, I know Vegeta's. Yeah? Become a Super Saiyan and be stronger than Kakarot. <laughs> <laughs> but, and he, he, Easy. he makes and that really, really similar to Tien's as well. Well, what makes it, I think, is that Vegeta makes that resolution, like, as if it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, as if it's something he's never said he's going to do before. Like, that's the He tone. loudly announces it to everyone. Yeah. Vegeta, you, that's your res- resolution every year. That's your resolution every day. <laughs> Goku just wants to become stronger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and eat more food. Yes. <laughs> of course. Chi-Chi. She w- wants a moment's peace this coming year. How about that? <laughs> Yeah. How about a, a moment where she's piece... not worried that her spouse or offspring are going to be killed? Where she, yeah, she, they are either home and not leaving, or they're somewhere and she knows where they are and it isn't fighting. Because I installed those tracking chips she, in the neck. She wants exactly an hour of time straight, no interruptions, <laughs> where they are sitting inside their house together. Just, just <laughs> chilling uh... out. A family dinner, at least once. (laughs) Sitting at the table. My dad will bring presents and sports drink. (laughs) It will be fine. Bulma, I think, leans... I think she's up. She is a hardcore 
resolutioner. Yeah. I think she takes stock of the previous year. Oh, uh, yeah. She she invests in a really nice planner. Oh. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she she makes, like, actionable goals, and she writes those down in ink. In ink. Like, like a minimum <laughs> of five big goals. Yeah. Yeah. And what do we got? We got health, we got money, we got career, um, we got love. And, and, and love could also mean love, like, for the self as well. Yeah. So, you know, affirmating. Affirmating. Mm-hmm. That's not a word. Affirming. Big, um, bold letters that say not Yamcha. <laughs> <laughs> Start a family. <laughs> Tiny little letters. Vegeta? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> In parentheses. <laughs> a little heart made of question marks? <laughs> two, two question marks kissing? And then it's it's cr- scribbled out hastily. It's like, no. <laughs> there's there's a, uh, just a, a, a millimeter thick pile of white out over it. <laughs> just layers and layers. <laughs> because she's written it and uh, wiped it out and written it and wiped it out and written it. Yeah, she's it. going back and forth. She's she's flip-flopping. Is yeah. she practicing her signature as Bulma Vegeta? <gasps> oh my goodness. Oh my lord. <laughs> v- bul- no. She, she's, no, she's, she's practicing, practicing She's Bulma practicing from... Vegeta's signature <laughs> as a brief. Vegeta briefs. <laughs> oh, absolutely! There Techno you go. Dynasty. Duh. <laughs> and he doesn't have a last name for her to take. So, I mean, that's right, the actually. that's a question that I've never asked, but that I've always assumed is that he's like Mario. Yeah. Oh. Where he's I, Vegeta, I Vegeta, 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 and this is my brother Tarbles Vegeta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Tarbles. <laughs> or did he have a first name before he took on the princely name of Vegeta? I mean, there's King Vegeta and Prince Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Do we just assume that that is their surname? Hmm? Are you saying that we don't know Vegeta's real name? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, from a logic Vegeta standpoint, could just be the last name, like Mister Vegeta. Right. Goku. <laughs> Goku, as an Earthling, has a family name. Yeah. But there is no Kakarot family name. Right. None of the Saiyans he's, he's are not referred Kakarot to Bardock. as anything. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 nobody's referred to That's, as anything but yeah. their one name. Well, could he just? Could it be a Viking thing? Can he just be Vegeta Vegetason? <laughs> there you go. I, I like that. That makes that makes sense. It, it's actually interesting now that I think about it, because like, you know, considering Kakarot the way they, can, yeah. you know, that's a really good. Uh, this is a really good Viking name. Holy shit! Kakarot Bardixson. Yeah. That fucking owns. Uh, yeah, that's that man be owns next... two axes. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my next player character in Skyrim. All right. <laughs> Considering the way they treat their children, it makes a lot of sense for Saiyans to not care about families and not care about right. their, you know, linking themselves to one another through It's blood. not really a family unit. No. Mm-hmm. But there's there seems to be an exception to that in the royal family specifically. Where in they that talk they're about, all named the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, like, Frieza like, holds him hostage and there's, he's, like, actually connected right. to his father. We can assume that mm-hmm. Vegeta lived with his dad. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the episodes this week? Yeah. Let's listen to some Dragon Ball Z. Hit anime, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Every week on this show, we cover three episodes of said hit anime. This week is no different. This week, we'll cover episodes 115, 116, and 117, which is the end of the Garlic Jr. Saga. Woo! We're Ten done. episodes, Oof. and we're done. Goodness. Good fucking riddance. Easy peasy. <laughs> there are juice cleanses that go longer than that. <laughs> The English title of episode 115 is The World Awakens. Uh, the Japanese title roughly translates to 
the ultra-holy water worked. The world awakens from its nightmare. Oh, that's what the title meant. Yeah. Also, doesn't that not happen do in this episode? Meant... Doesn't that happen in the next one? It starts yes. to in this one. Okay. The world begins to awaken. <laughs> yeah. The first the step is made. news on the alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. The world says, five more minutes, Dad. <laughs> the Machio star is looming high over what is entirely destroyed city at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm. thought it was a different planet at first, but no, it's Earth. There's one guy <laughs> who is going just going nuts on that mist who's doing his best Saiyan impression. There, there is a screaming glasses man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saiyan and hair. My note, my note was just this, like, I watched this first thing this morning because I hadn't <laughs> had a chance to watch episodes yet, and this was a 2019 mood. <laughs> this, was a, this was a way to start my 2019. It was a destroyed city and a man screaming his head off. Fucking shout at the sun and just beat the hell out of all the rubble around you. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Uh, I will note, just for posterity, that this is the episode where in my notes I start referring to him as Garlic J, which uh, (laughs) saves me one letter to type and no time to say out loud. It's a a, a street name. Yeah. That's what Spice's sister calls him. Garlic J. Garlic J continues to embolken. He makes sure to get all his muscles Man, do I properly ever. inflated before the next round. Those sick games. Yeah. Embolken. Gohan launches a bevy of gut punches to him. Piccolo continues to McFly. <laughs> Krillin is very afraid for him. Yeah. He's upset. Yeah. <laughs> he knows so what that feels like. <laughs> I hate dying. I just did that recently. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's Bullshit. some horse shit. Yeah. It feels bad. It's scary. Uh, the former guardians are frying Kami with electricity. What a bunch of assholes. They are t- yeah. yeah, that was my note, almost verbatim, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. literally just trying to do his job. I wonder if Earth was a particularly nice place while they were in charge. Guess Clearly not, because there's some, there's some fucking, like, stone-cold motherfuckers nope. in the afterlife. Nope. That, I mean, civilization's pretty new. Yeah, that actually, while I was thinking that earlier, that raised the question. What is Kami and the Guardian of Earth's relationship with God Emperor Briefs? Mm. Oh, uh, I would say they are at odds because Kami comes from a mystical, supernatural world and Briefs is a man of science. Mm. I would, yeah, I would say there is a there's a kind of Cold War tension between them. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. because... Maybe Briefs is the reason why they're dead? They were in the way. Yeah, (laughs) they stood in the way. They didn't want to install a cappuccino machine into the lookout. (laughs) I did what I had to do. It's unnatural, Mister Briefs. They said cappuccino was unnatural. (laughs) (laughs) They had to go. (laughs) I had them disappeared. This is not the way of things. Okay, so when you're in the afterlife, when you've died and passed on in this world, you're pretty much the same guy but with a halo. Why these chuckleheads are, like, not only not at all, like, anything corporeal. They're, like, these just wiggly crimson phantasms. And they're all assholes. When (laughs) I'm thinking when you're becoming maybe when you become the Guardian of Earth, dying leaves you with a sort of extra supernatural coldness. A cruelty that you bring with you into the next realm. Because you can't pass on into heaven, right? You're trapped below the lookout. And you, mm-hmm. you you also can no longer relate to the problems of mortals. Yeah. That's, yeah. And you're you're given one rule, nobody else is allowed in here. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either that, or it was a dynasty of identical wiggly crimson assholes. <laughs> that's just that's what just they what, looked like. Yeah, that <laughs> that's just what they were like the whole time. We evolved. We evolved less wiggly skin over time. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, it is a complete mystery to me why these gentlemen are all the same exact and easily replicatable model of character during these filler episodes. I have no idea why that happened. Yeah, put some effort into it, y'all. <laughs> at least at least they could maybe they could just all be Bulma with different haircuts. Y'all that seems to be working so far. <laughs> we'll get Bulma to with that. a pixie cut, Bulma we'll with a mohawk. We'll get How to that, that later. Yeah, that's a that's a serious problem later for me. <laughs> so Kami drops to the ground and he's, he laughs it off all of this frying that just happened to him uh, and I noticed in the English dub at least uh, a little bit of Vegeta slips out oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. so, so Kami kind of rules yeah like Kami does. owns is the thing yeah he was duly appointed and he's going to serve his fucking term <laughs> <laughs> and he's not here for any of this he beseeches them to let him pass for the good of the earth that they also once protected. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the fight, and Gohan uses the Son family tradition to blast through Garlic Jr.'s tummy. Does him King Piccolo style. Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. reminiscent of King the Piccolo. classic Son Goku headbutt. Go- Gohan <laughs> has never looked so much like a Saiyan, I think, as when he powers <laughs> up right here. Yeah. He gets there, really has the hair going, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also... By the way, guess what? Guess what Krillin says when when Gohan punches through his his chest. Oh, I have What's no idea. Say? What does he say? He says, "Great shot, a hole in one." <laughs> sure, this will be the last time sport come up in this in this saga. See, at least with Garlic Junior, his references made sense <laughs> a little bit. That's not what a hole in one is, Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> just no, just there's a hole the in, in one so person. Hard into the ground. You just saw a hole in a guy, and you said that out loud. <laughs> well, it's, put it's, a flag in it. It's and more catchy golf. than hole in man. <laughs> <laughs> He's working under strenuous circumstances. This is the best he can come up with. I will give Kohan credit here. He does at least try to double tap with a Masenko. Mm-hmm. But this is a fool's errand because it creates just so much dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Garlic Jr. just stands back up, making a bunch of self-deprecating jokes about his own stomach hole. <laughs> no, but I guess no one understands what immortality means. They just... Yeah, right? every, everyone but Piccolo forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took Krillin like a whole 30 seconds to figure it out. Too. Garlic Jr. says something very strange here. He starts fighting Piccolo again, and Piccolo starts, you know, obi Waning. And he mm-hmm. says, like they say, an old Namekian never dies. He just fades away. And I'm just what like, what does that mean? Well, um, I, well it's like, if they do say that, this? I don't think it, like, I mean, like he says it like, it, did do that, yeah, he says it like it's a joke, but I don't, I don't think it's a joke. I think it's just a true factual statement. He just observed <laughs> Guru doing it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's super true. All three warriors get slapped down and Piccolo and Krillin share some laughs through grimmest faces on the ground. Old war buddies. Gar- yep. Garlic Jr. yells, he shoots, he scores! So now we've covered <laughs> baseball, golf, and now basketball. Garlic Jr.'s favorite sport. I'm glad there's some sport besides martial arts tournaments in this world. <laughs> I guess that's true. Krillin decides that he's going to buy Piccolo and Kami some time to just sort of sh- like sort their shit. Uh, and he action boy now is his way over to Garlic Jr. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck him up, Krillin. Action he does a bunch of now? flips. 
<laughs> yeah, you all remember that great Power Rangers movie, right? How could I forget? Where the Blue Ranger does like 800 flips to go help somebody get up. <laughs> Couldn't have just walked over? Action grilling now. <laughs> Throw a disc now. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> no. Y'all know this. He's, he's not. Puts a darn good, uh, a darn good college try into it. <laughs> I also think that this is representative of Krillin beginning to understand his destiny. Because <laughs> you've said, Tyler, that the only resource that matters in Dragon Ball is time. And Krillin is coming to understand that he is better than almost anyone else at buying time. With his own blood and, and sweat and flesh. Then, but then what follows is one of my favorite exchanges. But he wrecked Garlic Jr. pretty good. Like, he gives him a good one. You know, right to the jaw, then a really good Kamehameha that blasts him down into the ground with a cool spirit ball redirect technique. Oh, yeah, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it the, was the same one he did to the... The, the, the Cybermen. The Cybermen, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Garlic Jr. crawls back up out of the crater and just goes, Oh, yeah! And Krillin responds, <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, with this episode ass. produced by Dick Wolf. <laughs> And they say, and then they, and then, Garlic Junior calls him cue ball, um, and then says, "What a curveball!" And I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm upset. He's oh, just yeah. auditioning for like a commentator position on ESPN. That's all he really wants. That was gonna be his, his next wish. To be the commentator on a pool tournament? Yeah, just anything. He'll take anything at this point. Anything. Wants, I know all the sports. He just wants to be able to talk about He's professional really got sports. Got an angle on the situation. Uh, everyone's kicks, punches, and beams are just serving to make Garlic Jr. more angry. Mm-hmm. And he wraps his whole damn hand around Krillin's skull mm-hmm. and starts Jesus. squishing it. <laughs> These were some sounds. Garlic Jr. says, say hello to a whole new world of pain. And it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, you have no idea what kind of pain has been inflicted on Krillin. <laughs> right? Don't even step to him with this amateur Darth Vader grip <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> You're no... Frieza too. Yeah, you no, ain't no fucking Rhythm Cowboy. <laughs> oh god. Like, sorry. I got exploded from the inside out like a popcorn kernel. Right. <laughs> that what was you got, after, bud? That yeah, was but, after being gored for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my note for this moment was, yeah, it's not a Krillin fight without gruesome torture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, whatever effect seeing a injured Krillin has on Saiyans... Uh, also appears to work for Namekians because Piccolo gets very angry. They are friends. Oh they my have God. bonded. Yeah, he is livid. Like, that's Chrysabot, right? Yeah. Earning mm. that money. <laughs> that day. He's crackling. He was, oh my God, I'm, scintillating. I'm he is just... like, let that dumb idiot bald guy alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am just perpetually tickled and overjoyed by this weird bond that... that... <laughs> Krillin and Piccolo seem to have formed on the battlefield. The Bob There's, boys. It yeah. gets really good next next episode. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is though that Garlic Jr. has two hands, so he Uh-oh. wraps his other hand around Piccolo's head, oh, which is a similar yeah. sized head. He took proficiency in dual grappling. <laughs> and then and, and then he says, two heads are better than one." 
which <laughs> immediately made me think, like, yeah, he goes on the same chat rooms as Princess Snake and Raditz. <laughs> that's, a free, that's a Frieza joke. Or more specifically, a Raditz joke. Yeah, they're definitely he, on the Frieza Force, like, IRC channel. That's how they killed time when he was in the dead zone and they're in the afterlife. Just hanging out on... Just hanging out in a chat room with three people. Two of them are in the same room. <laughs> like, physical location. Wait, waiting for... I don't know. Go, go, the narrator says Goku. in the next go episode Goku. that the Dead Zone is a timeless, spaceless prison. Yet somehow, great Wi-Fi. <laughs> Who knew? Dave, I just want to say I really appreciate the attempt on that one. That was a hard one to, it, to try and portmanteau, but I appreciate happen. it. <laughs> we cut to Corrin's pad. Is that how, what we're calling it now? Well, that's <laughs> I changed it because you didn't like Cat House, so I had to write something else in my notes. <laughs> so it has become Corrin's Pad, and Corrin's... everyone is peacefully snoozing. That's its area name in Kingdom Hearts, Corrin's Pad. Mm-hmm. Corrin's Pad. <laughs> the, 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 the white text pops up when you go there. <laughs> uh, Marin rolls over and sticks her whole foot in Yadrobi's <laughs> gaping, snoring maw. <laughs> Why is he there? Why does any of this happen? Yeah, real what? quick, I just... What were the order of events that led to this moment? Yeah, he was down to the... He was down to the unders at, in, in strip poker. I'm guessing he just got them back out of pity. Yeah, well, no, it's just <laughs> didn't want to have to look at his... his, his but also there's this, like... Form anymore. There's a fight to the death for the sake of the world happening just Directly a few above yards them. above them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time for and some Jedi! I feel like it was just... Corin just, he's a cat, so he fell asleep. And Yadrobi, his lazy ass, saw that and just like, well, I don't care about any of this. Well, the I'm... disgusting casserole that Corin made last episode put them all to sleep. Mm, really <laughs> what, heavy. Why, why is Yadrobi very filling? Like, what does he do for Corin? He lives there. Mm-hmm. And They're delivers really the beans. <laughs> yeah, he delivers the beans. He, he brings the beans. He's the bean boy. Can't, is he really the only person Corin could bean find to Jerobi. do that job? Yes. <laughs> Everyone else has to fight. <laughs> Everyone else is relevant, kind of. He's strong enough to climb the tower, not strong enough to get involved in other shenanigans. <laughs> and Toriyama didn't just want to write him out of the show. Everyone gets used, even if it's useless. Marin wakes up and slaps him for trying to bite her. She forgives him, though, because he's probably just not used to having another person's foot in his mouth. Damn! And then Yaishirobi looks directly at the camera. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> just mugging. He needs yeah. some audience backup. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't like Marin, but that was a good one. Yeah. I like that line. Yeah. Gets, put some ice on that wound. Mm-hmm. She checks out the sunrise, which concerns Corrin's inner monologue, because the sun should have been up hours ago. Uh, but then she scratches his chin, and it's never brought up again. Yeah, I was, I was, conf- I don't know if it was just me misunderstanding something. I was confused by this interaction because she says, "So what do you think of that, huh, Corin?" And it's like, "What do I think of what? The sun? <laughs> the sun coming up? You, you know, I live here, right? I see this every day. It's kind of she- all I got." Does she think that he's Yajirobe's cat? Probably. Yeah. Or just like he's a talking cat like Puar, but like he's his cat. <laughs> yeah, that's He can talk, but like right. he doesn't know stuff. Not recognizing that Yadrobi may in fact be the house pet of this particular apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's watered twice a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, where does he go to the bathroom? Just off. off. 
Yeah, yeah. just off. That's what I was. It's just off. That's what I was secretly hoping. <laughs> just into the winds. <laughs> somebody gets a little bit of sacred mist. Somebody gets a little bit of sacred Yajirobe. <laughs> There is nothing about Yadrobi in this context that is sacred, and you know it, sir. Back on Kami's lookout, Gohan is not done yet, and he gives Krillin and Piccolo some time to escape when he stands up and shouts at Garlic Jr. And uh, they hold Garlic down, which gives Gohan the chance to blast him, but Gohan is not sure that he can get that job done. And uh, Piccolo delivers one of my favorite lines this week, just the delivery of it felt very Brock Samson to me. Oh, he no. just goes, Go on! Take a shot! Come on! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Commissioner Gordon. God damn it! All I could think of was like, yes, Gohan, you you can do it, I know, because I did it to your dad. <laughs> Kami is still getting zapped, so it is Popo's job to actually pour the water. Which he doesn't want to do for some reason. Please do the thing so we can leave, Mr. Popo. <laughs> right. God, please. That was, that was my <laughs> next line is Kami going, Pour the sacred water, Mr. Popo! <laughs> he and Piccolo are both just exasperated. <laughs> Does Mr. Popo have a first name? He's referred to as Mr. Mr. Oh, is that his first name? Mr. Popo. Okay. <laughs> Me- Meister Popo. Meister Popo. Uh, Popo does the damn thing. Please do the damn thing, Popo! (laughs) He he finds that, I guess, the source or the nexus point, I'm not sure, of all in the world is like like an ornament. (laughs) (laughs) Like a knick-knack that they keep under the Uh lookout in this cave, I guess. So I have like a really distinct memory of Mm -hmm. uh, watching this episode as a child. Because uh, it was me in the living room, the, t- the TV turned up way too loud, and my parents both getting pissed off at the characters in the show <laughs> because they're just not doing the goddamn Nobody thing. Nobody is doing anything. They're just tired of hearing it, and all the oh uh, oh uh, oh. Uh, uh. I mean, the weirdest part of it is like Popo's reasoning is that he doesn't want to leave Kami. But it's in the same room. Just go do it. <laughs> go there. away. Over. It's a fucking hop, skip, and not even a jump, bud. Uh, so the sacred mist, or the sacred water mist, starts to spread across the world. And we see an as-of-yet unknown not Yamcha come to his senses somewhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this the one in the city? It, I think it's a city. The, the, I don't the recall the guy, what the background was. the one with the guy on the roof? No, not yet. That's no, the that's next, next, episode. Oh, okay. next episode. We got some more not Yamchas in the chamber ready to of go. Of course we do. <laughs> Can we call this one Business Yamcha? <laughs> the Wolfang Fist of Wall Street. <gasps> yes, 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 a wow. thousand times did yes. I, did I do that joke already? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think don't so. Matter. That was, I just matter. had extreme deja vu oh, for that. Oh, that was good. That was powerful. It's a, it's so nice, I'll take it twice. Are you kidding? <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Did this make him the most successful Yamcha? Today, Actually, yeah. 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 Uh, so the, the mist is doing its thing, and this is obviously upsetting news to Garlic Jr. So he makes a rash decision and uh, reopens the dead zone. Uh-oh. You know, the one thing that can beat him. Yeah. Remember what happened last time? And he don't, uh, don't, this. He don't remember what happened last time. My last note of this episode is that Garlic Jr. 
known dead zone escapist claims that there's no escaping from the dead zone. <laughs> the Harry Houdini of dead zones. Oh, and it's not, it is not like his immortality was the factor that did it. It was like 10 years. Well, he, he says it was 10 years. It's like three, maybe. Yeah. It, either way. That's all I have for 15. Uh, does anybody else have any thoughts before we move on? Uh, there was something that happens right at the very end that confused and astounds me. Where do these weird key shields come from? We <laughs> That's get some, new, huh? We get some uh, bubble barriers that have yeah. never shown up before. Yeah, I think they become a thing going forward. Do they? Yeah. Huh. Like, they've, they've come up a couple more times. I mean, that's useful. Like, we should have had that going a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Taking those beams to the face without anything? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good use of key. Well, I remember, Matt, you said on, like, way, way, way back in episode one mm-hmm. of, of, of the popular podcast, Destructive Discourse, which is what this is. I've heard of it. Uh, I mean, you mentioned how, like, the how people can concentrate their key for beams and stuff, but when they're not concentrating it, it's like an all-over kind of protection against, like, blows, and it helps, right. you know, heal wounds, maybe. Yeah, that's, like, um, one of the popular theories on why they don't just open every fight with their most powerful attack. Right. It's because you gotta so, wear down that shield. I'm thinking... That's what Gohan's doing, is that he's got that key all around him, but he is, he's, to sound very new age, he's expanding Mm -hmm. his aura to (laughs) surround his friends and those he cares for. pushing it away from his body, but still keeping it contained. Push push away your inner Mm -hmm. light (laughs) and make it an outer light. And considering what he does with it later, that best, that does track. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, That's I true. buy that. Yeah. My last note is that we have one more bizarre line, which is that Gohan, when Gohan is hesitating as to whether he's going to shoot Garlic Jr. with a beam, he says to himself, I just don't know if I can stop him. And it's like, yeah, you do, Gohan. You know the answer. It's that you know you can't. <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a question. Uh, episode 116, the English title is Brief Chance for Victory. <laughs> Bre- Not briefs. briefs. I was going right. to say. Sweeps in to save the day. <laughs> um, just tosses a grenade real quick. Well, no, he just, like, fucking hits him with a capsule, like, motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> or traps him in a capsule. <laughs> Welcome to my dead zone, motherfucker. <laughs> Science! <laughs> well, that'll be enough of that. Um, uh, <laughs> He's just tired of it. He just, like, this has gone on too long. I'm gonna fly up there and take care of this. <laughs> Pokeball, go! Um, <laughs> Scratch whispers that this will interfere with his diabolic plans. <laughs> you know Can't have it. a dead zone up in the sky. <laughs> the image oh. of the lookout tilting in the sky towards the dead zone is yeah. amazing. Is yeah, this is a good episode. This, I, I was thinking, sort of re-watching this today, that like, as frustrated as I've been with this whole arc, this episode sort of made up for it. Like this episode's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, we stepped all over your Japanese title. Uh, the Japanese title roughly translates to Gohan's brief chance for victory. Blast the Machio world. <laughs> oh, fucking. So it's a star. star. It's a world. world. It's a fucking. Never mind. Listen, <laughs> it's a planet, but we call it a star. We've been through this. They don't. There's. They're, they're the same fucking thing in this show. It's a complex language, Japan. Earth is a star, as far as we're concerned. 
That is true. All right. Garlic Jr. is crackling with electrical-looking energy. Gohan has the weakened Piccolo and Krillin protected from the Dead Zone's suction with his little energy bubble. Mm-hmm. And Kami is wrapped in these undulating beams that the former Guardians are shooting at him. And I just really like that there's some damn good-looking effects animation in this episode. Yeah. yeah. It all and looks like, really nice. The bubble, you can see the bubble start to warp a bit and bend as it's getting... When it gets pulled on? Yeah, pulled on, yeah. Like... There's some good shit happening. Yeah, they put some time into this one. Which is odd, because not a lot happens in it. I guess that's why. <laughs> Probably. Like, there was exactly yeah. one event that needed to happen, so they just kind of stretch it out. There's yeah. a lot of emotion in it, though. There a lot is. Of feelings. Yeah. To be fair, more happened here than in Mighty Blast of Rage. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, more yeah. unique-looking animation. I, I'm this that we episode. Seen before. This episode made me very happy. Can you guys guess why? Why? Tell why, me. Dave? Because Piccolo did the thing I said he should do. He said, "Blow up the fucking Machio star." Oh <laughs> yeah! I up the yeah. moon. This is a specifically a thing that we know works. <laughs> Have you considered blowing up the whole planet? And, and then my new favorite line in this entire show is said. Where Krillin is a little weirded out by the plan, because he thinks it's going to get them sucked into the dead zone. Uh, And he says, I don't know, Piccolo, this idea sounds kind of half-baked. And then Piccolo (laughs) says, with absolute determination and 100% seriousness, no, it's fully baked. (laughs) This... This is a Namekian who has watched some Great British Bake Off. He does not want a soggy bottom, Mary Berry. It's Fuck good... you, Krillin, this plan is scrummy. <laughs> this is a good bake. bake. I love I love Piccolo. It's been properly proved. I don't know, Piccolo. I don't, I, I don't think you left that plane in the oven long enough. <laughs> I like that Piccolo having seen Gohan try his dad's, his real dad's move last episode, uh, teaches him his move, which is blowing up celestial bodies. <laughs> yeah. Easy solve. <laughs> You're right. Try, try your new dad's move. <laughs> it's all a metaphor. The sacred mist is still doing its thing. And uh, <laughs> it, Dave, you got your favorite line. I get my favorite shot uh-oh. and yeah. kind of a line. <laughs> Uh, we see a tainted farmer who is angrily eating a daikon. <laughs> yeah, was, I loved it. This was so good. He's literally saying nom. <laughs> as he just goes to town on a daikon. And when you re- stop to think about it for even a second, those are his evil thoughts. <laughs> One day, I want to eat, eat a daikon raw. <laughs> and nobody's going to know about it. <laughs> Nobody's gonna stop me. It's not even gonna be my yard. <laughs> yeah, that's his rival farmer's daikon that he's ruining. Ah, uh, I see. That it, it's all coming out because of that mist. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I wondered if with Garlic Junior being preoccupied with this fight, you know, the all these misted humans and animals. Are like video game NPCs that like don't have any active programming, right. so they're just sort of wandering around, doing whatever destruction they can find available. It's just a world full of glitched out people right now. Yeah, just hitting cars, chewing <laughs> vegetables, climbing roofs, just whatever they find. Becoming of the- king of a boat. <laughs> king of- How did he get to the boat? <laughs> Ma- 
Master Roshi is on a cruise ship atop a pile of furniture and I think a piano. <laughs> Wearing a cape and crown. How did he get there? Why did he do what? any of that? <laughs> Does his extreme age lend him some, like, independence from the demon control so that he tries to usurp? whatever authority just, he runs into. It just makes me be... so happy that his evil desires are not what we thought they would be. Well, he doesn't keep those locked away. He just wears those on his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, this is suddenly some return to that concept, at least a little bit. Piccolo and Krillin are both trying to convince Gohan to attack the star, but he would have to let down his shield, and he doesn't want to lose them both, so he just makes his shield bigger instead. <sighs> I actually, I really liked this. As frustrating as it's been to have mm-hmm. people saying, do the thing, and they're not doing the thing, this has been like the one time when it made sense to not right. be doing the thing. <laughs> like he is, he is actively making a choice here. There is in some emotional investment in his friends. Yeah, well, and I think that, I think that everything in this, well, not everything, but, but <laughs> most of the weird stuff in this arc explicitly makes sense. It's like, yeah, Garlic Jr. does opening the dead zone is incredibly stupid. Um, <laughs> but Garlic Jr. is not that smart. And right. nope. um, yeah. he, he did it before. He'll he it wants again. to inflict the same suffering that he underwent on the people who foiled him. Like it, It's completely in character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, a lot of that sort of thing. I love how Krillin gently holds Piccolo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very tender. There's something going yeah. on here. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, they're buddies. <laughs> yeah, they are. Or... You know, or or if you ship them, go for it. I love it. <clears throat> I also friendship. love friendship. I, <laughs> but yeah, but same. I think that I, if, but as friendship. anyone who knows me would understand, that's very similar to saying that I just straight up ship them. So yeah. Sure. If someone wanted to go for it, I would not. I would. I would be completely on board with that. Kami is freed from his torture, just drops, and all of the guardians murmur amongst themselves. Uh, they decide to heal him up and let him go. Because the, the dead zone starts to affect that inner dimension also. Yeah, the ceiling yeah. starts falling in. Uh, so they decide, yeah, he's probably he's probably on the right side of this. <laughs> That's a real threat to the Earth and us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kami hasn't forgiven them, though. He, he gets up. <laughs> oh, this was so good. Yeah, and, b- before, that, before that context, Popo tells Kami that they've forgiven you. This is a great <laughs> honor mm-hmm. to not be slaughtered. Yeah. Uh, Kami stands up and he shouts, Get a life, you stubborn old fools! <laughs> Eat my shorts! I fucking love and he this. Flips them off and runs away. I love, so I love Kami. Like, I, Kami owns. I, uh, I now get where Piccolo gets his shit talking. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there like an inverse, oh, a, a compensating relationship where. The more Piccolo becomes good, transformed by Gohan's the love. The more feisty Kami becomes. Oh my God. Kami become more of... It's gotta go just, somewhere. Yeah. I love that concept. Set up with the anime shenanigans. I mean, it seems to be bearing true. That's amazing. <laughs> he just slowly becomes yin and yang. They're slowly becoming whole people. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to shut him up by launching him and Popo back to the lookout above. <laughs> Uh, Piccolo stands up, back to normal, and uh, yeah, better he's than ever. Better than ever, thanks to Kami. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Grandpa. Me. <laughs> Popo and Kami have left the frying pan and entered the fire because <laughs> now 
they have to contend with not being sucked into the dead zone. <laughs> Oops. Welcome back, now get ready to eat shit. Piccolo They're leaps not out in of Gohan's protective bubble. That's true. Piccolo leaps out of Gohan's protective bubble to try and save them, I assume, because uh, Kami and Popo start to float up to the dead zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Piccolo is caught in Garlic Jr.'s belly blast. <laughs> How about a belly blast? Talk about this. What the hell is this? I'm sorry. Garlic a yelled belly it. blast. He yelled it with such confidence. Who's up for a belly blast? blast. <laughs> there, there was a moment in one of the other recent episodes where, um, like, spice and vinegar were powering up to fight Gohan. Yeah, vinegar did a belly blast. Sort of, yeah, like, spice gather, powered up by gathering energy around his hands like a normal person. But Vinegar did it by taking exactly the same stance, but the energy gathers in some sort of void that's positioned directly in front of his crotch. Yeah. Okay, maybe not a belly blast, exactly. It's the Machian version of a Kamehameha. Is the belly blast. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Krillin tries to prompt Gohan to blast that dang star by also leaping out of the shield. Krillin... Mm -hmm. Listen, Gohan, if you're not going to blast Garlic Jr. because you're so worried about us... We're just not going to be in your dumb shield. <laughs> Boom. Your shield Tom sucks. Solved. I don't like it in here anyway. <laughs> well, I love what they... Pickle, I forget if it was Piccolo or Krillin who was yelling at Gohan, this isn't about us. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that slight little bit of awareness of... Mm-hmm. I think it was Krillin hey, who said that. Hey, an- anime protagonist, we've got people to say. Yeah, I believe it is Krillin who says that, but Piccolo mm-hmm. does bring up the idea that there's a whole world full of people down there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Piccolo is a jerk, but he's... The characters are actually sort of becoming actual heroes. Yeah. 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 And not protagonist, just, start protagoning. And not just people <laughs> who happen to be from... happen to live here when the other antagonists, when the other big powerful fighting men don't. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Funny how this happens when Goku's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to make hard choices about whether to defend the world or the people we love. But that's for dads to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a Gohan problem. That's dad biz. Gohan, you're a nice young man, and I'm sure you'll meet a, w- w- a wonderful partner one day. You're a future dad. <laughs> you're qualified to make this decision as anyone. You're as dad as any of us. (laughs) It's not about the dad on the outside. You know you have to blow up the star. It's about the dad on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) You have the makings of a a great anime dad. Everybody talks about that dad bod. We're talking about the dad heart. (gasps) heart. You've got dad heart, Gohan. Now chin up (laughs) and glass that entire planet. (laughs) <laughs> you just made me think of like the Green Lantern Corps. Like, <laughs> Gohan of Earth, you have great dad in your heart. <laughs> Behold my Please power. accept this ring. Behold my power, big green light. <laughs> or should it be green dad's light? Big, yeah, green, big green daddy's light. Uh, you got it. You got there, and I wish you had. <laughs> uh, so Gohan turns his shield into a beam. Which is kind of cool to look at. Yeah. Just the way that they decided to animate that. 
and he blows up the Machio star. He's a planet buster now. Yep, officially. <laughs> By entire planet, I assume everyone on there was evil. <laughs> I hope. Kami said so. Yeah. Garlic Jr. immediately shrivels up and is forcibly sucked into his own dead zone again. Just without even trying at this point. We get a quick shot of Vegeta, still in his Capsule 3 in space, just <laughs> muttering to himself about Kakarots and Super Saiyans. You know, just to let y'all know, still there. Yep. He's, he's still kicking. <laughs> the only purpose of this shot. <laughs> yep. Uh, everyone else on Earth is finally waking back up, as if from an incredible rager. Um, yeah. <laughs> a new dawn shines upon the Earth as, as all of humanity wakes up from a mass hallucination. Up to an involve, up to and including Bulma and Yamcha apparently going on some joyride with Quar and Oolong, and as we said before, Roshi waking up to realize that he's apparently king shit of Hotel Furniture Mountain. <laughs> Is this when we see Chi Chi? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Surrounded by the ruins of motorcycles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she beats up a bunch of bikers and tells them to go home to their moms who are very worried about them. <laughs> she- I I had canon that that's uh that that's Tetsuo's biker gang from Akira. <laughs> oh my god! You fucking go home to your parents. She just changed the plot of that movie. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Everyone on the lookout crawls out of the wreckage, and they all break down what just happened. And and we see Piccolo like just just sitting on top of a piece of wreck rubble like an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. Making this is of fun course, of everyone. This is of course yeah. after Go- Gohan assumes everyone else is dead. Yeah. Yep. And screams out their name in fear. But nobody calls back. <laughs> nope. Not even Piccolo, who was sitting right there, completely unharmed. <laughs> yep. Uh, he mocks them all for their sentimental sissy stuff. He literally calls them a bunch of sissies. That's. Ka- Kami that's exclaims, bizarre. Well, will be a green, pointy eared monkey's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> So it was another line. great line. Let's break that the fuck down right. real quick. It's <laughs> technically true because he's kind of like a weird semi brother, somewhat to Piccolo, who is a green dad. So he's technically to a monkey. You're right. <laughs> oh, yes, God, it fuck. all lines up. Kami knows what's up, man. Popo doesn't lie, and Kami doesn't joke. <laughs> no, I a whole show Together, about Kami now. I can't lie to you. Yeah, I would watch the hell out of that. We have a great exchange here between Piccolo and Gohan. This is so sweet. Gohan says, Piccolo, we didn't even need my dad this time. Even Gohan's amazed. Yeah. And uh, Piccolo corrects him, no, we needed your dad very much, kid, and he was here the whole time. (laughs) And Gohan's just like, what? I wanted... I. I knew it wouldn't be, but I wanted so desperately for him to just say, it's me. I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah, love I me, Gohan. God damn it, Gohan. Love me. I put in so much. I, want, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone get friend-zoned in a parental context. <laughs> as opposed to a romantic one. <laughs> You're a really great friend, Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo's yeah. face doesn't move at all. God damn it, Gohan. <laughs> Stone still. I, just, I love that. I love that exchange, though. Where it's just like, yeah, I, I, it was a good exchange. Well, well, I mean, yes, I love. It is a very good exchange, but I just love that immediate thing where it's just like, <laughs> I can't believe we did it without my dad. We didn't even need him, and he's like, Oh no, no, we we super needed we, him. 
We, we, did, we definitely, yeah, absolutely, we definitely yeah. did need him. This, this would have gone way quicker. Like the deserts need the rain, Gohan. It was dire. <laughs> this could have been solved in like an in like a half hour. <laughs> I also like that Piccolo goes did like does the the cheesiest line of he was in your heart the whole mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. and Gohan gives him this look like you you know my dad's not dead, right? Right, like. <laughs> I was thinking, like... I was he was like, in your heart the whole <laughs> time. He's he's at a physical location. He's on Google Maps. Gohan was like, it's like, we didn't even need my dad. It's like, he's, it's like we solved this all, all on our own. It's like, no, you, the, the dad was in your heart the whole time. And Gohan's <laughs> like, well, okay, fucking take this away from me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this, I was trying to position this as a great win for Team <laughs> Gohan, but... But you know, you know, add him in too. Add him you in. You can undercut the... me. That's fine. Yeah. Everyone else does. Yeah, that's that's whatever. The San Gohan way, I guess. <laughs> we get an aftermath montage. What everyone else is doing now that the the threat has passed, mm-hmm. and the Kame House gang repairs Roshi's house. And by that, I mean the old man, the pig, and the floating cat are repairing the house, <laughs> while the two able-bodied twenty-somethings just nap on the beach. <laughs> Listen, they've had a rough day. <laughs> Biting people. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly listen, each other. You get... Listen, it gets tiring. <laughs> you work those jaw muscles. Yamcha's not getting paid for this, though. So. My last note for this episode is that Gohan gets back to studying, Piccolo gets back to brooding. Yep. Yeah. Back to whatever the fuck he was doing before. Looking out at the sky. Any other thoughts for 116? Uh, I do have a great um, little background detail that occurred while... The humanity was overcoming the the Blackwater Mist. Coming to their senses, back on the farm, one person had words on his hat, and I wrote them down. Yes. Uh, those words were uh, Inaka no Hito, which basically just translates to, like, literally, like, countryman. Or, like, <laughs> or, or maybe, like, bumpkin is the, is the, uh, is the connotation. Just a hat that says bumpkin. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Episode 117, the English title is Krillin's Proposal. Japanese title is weird, but it roughly translates to You're my guy, Karibin, a 101st proposal. What? What? Yeah! What? Yeah! You're my, or, or basically, you're my guy, Krillin's 101st proposal. Specifically, they say 101st in it. And I don't. What? No, yeah! <laughs> It doesn't make any fucking sense to lose that. The is only the time I've ever heard you this upset about something, Tyler, is when you're yelling at King Kai. <laughs> is the implication that a hundred men have proposed to Marin, or that Krillin, Krillin has pros- proposed to a hundred women? Or that Krillin has proposed to Marin a hundred times. Or, or right. tried to propose to Marin a hundred times and chickened out every time. Yeah, maybe. Look at that special uh, intro screen. Yeah. <laughs> fancy the narrator throws shade at dragon world claiming that the earth has gone back to normal or as normal as it gets oh got him yeah krill and marin are shopping together in that cartoon way if, that yeah, they carry dozens mm-hmm. of boxes and that in that marin is shopping and krillin is carrying the shop when they leave the store uh krillin kind of gets bulldozed while going through the revolving door by a bunch of people coming in who have amazing like stock audio <laughs> yep way cool <laughs> radical yeah <laughs> they may have said that too 
Marin going, I bet you feel real embarrassed right about now, don't you? I don't know why she so, said that. Yeah, can can you guys help me understand this scene at all? Well, I, I, uh, what I wrote down is who the fuck is this guy and who so, and who styles his eyebrows? Yeah, let's let's paint the full picture. <laughs> yeah, Krillin got bulldozed. He drops all the boxes on the ground on the sidewalk. Marin is outside. She's leaning up against a car. There's a strange blonde man in the car who's just kind of staring at Krillin and like grinning at him. Wearing sunglasses. I would describe it as a leer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's leering he's, at Krillin. He's achingly mm. handsome in the worst way possible. <laughs> and and Marin says that thing about, like, don't you feel silly or stupid or whatever. Uh, I probably put in a harp glissando there because we got Aaron back. Aaron, you're back. Bring. We got you out of the dead zone. Your, your internet went into the dead zone very briefly. But it's okay. Piccolo jumped up and, and got me out. <laughs> oh, thanks, Piccolo. Thanks, You're a great Piccolo. friend. He's he is <laughs> the true one who is strong and good and a friend. That, that plan was fully baked after all. <laughs> Heck yeah. Aaron, do you have any thoughts on this strange blonde man that is just staring at Krillin next to Marin <laughs> after Krillin drops all the boxes on the ground? Uh, <laughs> no just that he's a strange blonde man. They spend a lot of time just like looking back and forth and not saying much. Yeah. And then Krillin just says like, yeah, I do feel silly or stupid this or whatever. A, this is like a Dave, fucking David oh. Lynch scene. It's so I was, weird. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Well, it's, it's like buck wild. It's like when you come back from a really intense experience like, I don't know, fighting a galactic emperor on a faraway <laughs> planet. It's like everyday stuff like carrying boxes and interacting with strangers <laughs> is unpacking. It's beyond you now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cut over to Bulma who, after letting her phone ring 25 times, answers like a cave woman. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh. She says, yeah, me here. <laughs> well, I love that because I think she's that's an acknowledgement that no one else, there's no, there's no one could possibly be calling for anyone but her. Right. She's the important one, that, and she knows it. That or whoever on the other line is so stupid that Kate Van Talk is all they understand. <laughs> I mean, in her Because case, why else would you let it ring that long? True. Yeah. <laughs> he knows who she's dealing with. It's an emergency! Yeah, Roshi's on the other line, and he's he's claiming there's an emergency. Yamcha's back to baseballing. And long At the Toei Dome! <laughs> Did anybody else catch that? What was that? His hair grew back. Yeah. His hair, yes, yeah, back in the ponytail. It's part of his ball cap. <laughs> yeah, it's a clip-on. <laughs> it's, he, he tried to come back with his short hair, and his manager was not having it. I mean, it's they, not part of the brand. They drew one character sheet for baseball Yamcha, and they're just going to stick to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to see this again. Ox King also has a call. It freaks out Chi-Chi. She starts dropping all her dishes. Because she hears Roshi's voice. Yeah. <laughs> And then Roshi also calls Krillin and Marin, but since they're out shopping, he gets their voicemail. Is it a good sign or a red flag that they've already escalated to doing cutesy couples voicemail? That is 10,000 red flags at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's beyond red flags. It's just, it's just a Marin flag. <laughs> she is, she has chosen him. He is currently hers. Well, what's alarming is that in this very shot, as we see the the answering machine, we see hanging up, unused, 
Krillin's martial arts gi mm. as a symbol to his commitment to his domestic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, back over with Krillin and Marin, they've left that strange man behind. You know what? I like to think that that strange man, he just that's just his his thing. He just stays outside of that one store <laughs> <laughs> and just leers at people walking out of it. Hey, guy, this is my spot. Okay, all right, so he's a pervert, is what you're saying? Yes. All right. Marin spots a very frilly wedding dress, and she seems to be dropping some heavy hints at Krillin. Hmm. Wouldn't I yes look great in this? I, th- I think dropping no. might be an understatement. <laughs> She's chucking it at him. I, my question to you: Do you think yeah. Marin would look great in this? I think it's a bit overdesigned. I mean, yeah, it's a terrible dress. I I, yeah. I think Marin has the ability to look good in just about anything, but it's in this case it's it overdesigned. In this case, it would be her, not the dress. I think is how it would <laughs> it's, it. it's overdesigned and therefore perfect for her. <laughs> <laughs> it would compensate for how much she looks like Bulma. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Bulma would never wear that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I have a quick question mm-hmm. that I forget from the episode. And you may have mentioned it while I was in the dead zone. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any indication of like how much time has passed? Uh, not much. Just, I, I guess, ass- enough to rebuild the city. <laughs> and, so, like, enough to rebuild the city, enough for Yamcha's hair to grow back? Right, yeah, I assumed it was years because Yamcha if has it, long hair If it's again. been a while, like, I don't know, it could make sense that they've got their cutesy telephone and they're, you know, looking at... Mm-hmm. Dropping but also, hints. Maybe some alert. hints were dropped earlier, and now they are being thrown. Yeah, yeah. But also, spoiler alert: the, the long hair is cut again when we see Yamcha next. Right. I'm pretty sure that was an error based yeah. on the baseball character sheet. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> we do accept errors in our podcast canon. I'm willing to say that this, it has been at least a year again, and Goku's still just fucking gone. Mm. Yeah, anywhere between a Namekian year and an Earth year, <laughs> I think would be would be an all, all right amount of time for cutesy cutesy voicemails and and wedding dress hints. Krillin fantasizes about his wedding day with Marin. Vegeta is in, in attendance. Vegeta <laughs> mm-hmm. in the and bottom left corner of the of the screen. Doctor Slump, maybe someone <laughs> yeah. who looks like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Krillin is a is a pure heart who does not hold grudges. Correct. He 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 would send an invite to Vegeta. Not in deep space. Any Kakarot uh, would be at this wedding, and I can ask him how to become a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> Krillin's logic is they fought together, therefore they're friends now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Goku's logic. It, it is rubbed off on he's, Krillin hard. Well, he's yeah, Goku's I think, friend. I think we we see. The extent to which Krillin is, Goku is rubbing off on Krillin in a few moments. We get a, a close-up of Goku in this fantasy, and he, he congratulates Krillin and calls him, You dog. Like, good job, <laughs> you dog. Which I mm. took to mean that like he heard Vegeta call him that, and he assumed that it was good. <laughs> dogs, like, this, well, dogs are good boys, right? This is what you they say when you're happy boys. for someone. <laughs> you're a dog. And they you did dog. the thing. That dogs is, are that amazing. Difficult. Yeah. The president's king person is a dog. <laughs> yeah. Obviously a person to, to emulate. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, you dog. Uh, we got over to the Kame house where everyone is yelling at Roshi. And we get to see Bulma's new fashion. Jason, I'm you want to f- take it? I'm a fan. It's got, it's very, okay. 
So for a while we had, we just kind of had some phoned in capsule shirt, um, but now we've got like a lovely striped blue top. Does she have the red jeans here? I don't remember. Uh, they're orange jeans. Okay. Ooh, I mean, that's, that's still nice. a good compliment. Yeah, it's a, it's a good pair. Bulma really rocks out in like a nice like medium blue and white combo. I feel like that's when she's being her best self. <laughs> that's her good day. Um, oh yeah, and she's got some very lovely hair. Not as not as as uh, iconic as that like teased Gibson girl <laughs> bit at the beginning that we all know and love. Uh huh. But still very good and very strong. Roshi invited everyone over for Turtle's one thousandth birthday which he forgot was today until that morning. Poor Turtle. Uh, and Turtle walks in the room, and he is overcome with emotion that everyone yeah. remembered his birthday. Though before that, n- nobody else was having it. Yeah. They were yeah. like, we don't give a shit about Who Turtle. Who cares? What the- <laughs> you had us come out to the ocean for this? I, I can't lie to you. Uh, I've not, not really seen Dragon Ball. I did not know until this moment that Turtle could talk. <laughs> I thought Master Roshi Roshi just hung out on an island with this turtle. Had Turtle not spoken yet? I don't think so. Is that true? I think That is a fantastic reveal. What happened, Dave? Huh. Did you, you, like, fall down? Like, in an anime pratfall? You know what? I was pleased to, (laughs) like, think a little bit higher of Master Roshi for any reason. Okay, because he doesn't just sit around on an island alone with an animal. <laughs> he actually does have someone to talk to. Yeah, but you're right. I don't think he said anything unless he was unless he was piping up around the Saiyan saga or something. Yeah, I don't. I can't when, remember when Gohan plays with him. You get like a, a little bit of a chuckle out of him, and that's about mm. it. You just get a noise. Yeah. yeah. So now everyone is getting into the celebration. They're popping those popper things. And uh, they light literally a thousand candles on a birthday cake. Jesus God. Yes. It is a goddamn bonfire in a house. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to like two minutes later where you just see just a black, just <laughs> smoldering roof. Hey, I, this, it represents the, you know, the paradox that the older you get, the harder it is to, like the less equipped you are physically to blow out the increasing number of candles on your birthday cake and also maybe that's why martial artists do all these breathing exercises (laughs) yeah so they can be in shape to blow out their candles (laughs) on their birthday cake either you extinguish the flame or the flame (laughs) extinguishes you it isn't a celebration it's a trial Mm -hmm. (laughs) i did appreciate that gohan was the one who pointed out the number of candles because he's the only one there who would know how to count that high (laughs) (laughs) he's the only one who knows numbers Krillin and Marin are late to the party. They don't know what's going on, and they immediately make it about themselves. God, they're the worst. Here. I've met this couple. Uh huh. They're any couple thinking about getting engaged. <laughs> oh God, we're mulling it over. I also like that Chi Chi, like Chi Chi, is legitimately still a Dragon Ball character and sees yeah. everything mm-hmm. in those terms. Like to her, Master <laughs> Roshi is a kung fu master. And she's outraged that he doesn't live up to that standard, (laughs) which I I appreciate that. Most people in attendance are happy that Krillin and Marin are considering a wedding, uh, but Oolong compares the whole ordeal to Beauty and the Geek. Which is a few years ahead of the curve, I think. This line predates the show of the same name by five years. 
Jesus God. In the English air date. <laughs> Coming in heaven. Are you which, kidding? Which tells me that Ashton Kutcher watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and well, took advice I mean, I could have told you. Oh, Ulan. shit. I forgot about that show. <laughs> I have a note here. Mm-hmm. My note is Krillin has a coward heart. Yeah. Because yeah. the way he's going about this dialogue is just like, well, we're thinking about, we're talking, <laughs> about, we're not. It's very like, non committal. Very. Mm-hmm. Very like he's not into this, but yeah. but he's not. Huh. I think he thinks he should be. He wants to be the kind of person who is who super jized for getting engaged to this woman. Yeah, and he is realizing that he is not that person. Later that night, he does some more self reflection on the beach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and bless Turtle, the pure cinnamon <laughs> roll that he is. Uh-huh. Gosh, bless him. <laughs> There's an amazing exchange. Where that really tells you everything you need to know about Krillin's psychology. Krillin is like, no, she's not too good for you. You're a good, very good person, Krillin. And Krillin's <laughs> like, I know I'm good, Turtle, but she's tall. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I loved that that was the first thing he said. <laughs> I love Turtle's recourse for this, which is just fucking get her a big ass toy. <laughs> yeah. If you don't think you're good enough, then there's treasure in the ocean. Bitches love money. I can't tell if this is good advice or not. It's not. Well, it's. Let me tell you, it isn't. Well, no, but he, because he, he seems to kind of be saying both things. Like he's giving him like legitimately useful emotional advice. Yeah. But then he switches to this other thing, which he he presents the like (laughs) the uh, materialistic option yeah. it's there yeah, to but, reassess i suppose his... though it's prison oh sorry aaron you're saying oh i was, I was gonna say, he had to reassess his evaluation of krillin's depth of character <laughs> <laughs> and after that reassessment gave him an appropriately shallow strategy it, it's not yeah. it's not Krill- turtle's fault is what you're it's saying it's not about marin it's about krillin this yeah, was a, this was a as... test that turtle presented to krillin and krillin failed <laughs> As soon as Krillin I, said, but she's tall, Krillin just went, okay. Oh, alright. Well, you could just, I mean, diamonds are a girl's best friend, I guess. I've been here a thousand years. I know how this is going to go. I kind of thought of it as like, okay. Work if, on that heart chakra, I guess. If you're going to be dealing with this, if you're going to be doing this game, Krillin, at least approach it from like a cool martial artist quest perspective like going on an adventure to recover a legendary treasure instead of trying to like get her all this shit that she wants with money you don't have (laughs) but I don't know oh bud speaking of the legendary treasure I love how I love how Turtle brings it up he says legend has it there's this (laughs) giant pearl that just happens to be near here no Turtle (laughs) Not legend hat. You've seen it. You know where it is. You talk to some fish. <laughs> you did live t- in this area. They are a thousand years old. Did Turtle set up this entire everything that happens in this episode? Maybe. More Probably. I'm a Machiavellian. What can I say? <laughs> I, I just want people to be happy. I kind of love Turtle too now. I spend a lot of time now. around martial arts masters, and they don't <laughs> seem to be very happy. That's the, the theme of this episode. I want every random-ass side character to have, like, a whole thing devoted to them. Krillin enlists the help of Gohan on this new quest. They dive into the ocean together. I think at night still? 
but then the next scene is the next morning, and nobody seems to care that they're gone, so it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Why? Gigi's gotten used to Gohan wandering off. <laughs> Why did he need Gohan's help? Eh, they're, so Gohan they're... would have something to do. I mean, they're friends. They wanted <laughs> to go on a cool adventure together. Yeah. I kind of wanted them to ask Piccolo, honestly. <laughs> you just wanted to see what Piccolo's swim trunks look like. Yep. But, but like, it's, it meant, Aaron it's meant to be like that. a... <laughs> it's meant and to be like a romantic their friendship yeah <laughs> it's meant to be like a romantic adventure like proof of his love for her yeah why are you bringing yeah. along this 12 year old kid <laughs> no here's here's my little hallmark fanfic pitch instead of krillin bringing along gohan krillin bringing along piccolo but realizing that He's not meant to be married to Marin. Me and Piccolo are in love. Yay! <laughs> Am I obligated to write it down if it's a Hallmark pitch? Yes. All right. Yep. All right. Because yeah. it'll be better than the Hallmark movies. Yes. Yeah, Put it on yeah. the list. Put one of them wearing red and one of them wearing green, and I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they've got more than Christmas movies. So it is the next morning, and out on the water, there is a blue-haired woman in sunglasses. And because she is wearing sunglasses, I have no idea who the fuck this is. And there appears to be another blue-haired woman in the same swimsuit in the background somewhere. <laughs> maybe it's just maybe it's not problematic. Maybe there's just lots of people who look like that in Dragon World. Yes. Bulma uh, is actually a basic bitch in this world. Oh no! It, it turns not out my Bulma. <laughs> no, was wasn't that? Isn't she wearing Marin's swimsuit that we saw at the beginning of the arc? Right, there is a yellow swimsuit, so I should have just assumed, but I could only see the top of it, so I wasn't sure. Ah. Uh, but it does turn out to be Marin, and she comes inside, and uh, she wants to have some fun with Yamcha, because everyone around here is boring. Marin is, like, Marin gets bored very easily. Yes. What did Marin do before she got involved with these Yeah, these I was going to ask, what is her... She was bored. What is her idea of You know fun? what? All right. Bulma steps in and asks if she's set a date with Krillin, but Marin has no idea what she's talking about. Oh. And uh, she refers to Chi-Chi and Bulma as middle-aged ladies. And both of these women are probably like 25, 26 around yeah. there. That, this, this scene is bad, well, but that was a brilliant deflection by Marin. Must that's be you true. gotta remember, like... Chi Chi and Gohan are about this, or Chi Chi and Goku are about the same age. They met as kids, right. and Bulma was a teenager at that time. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Bulma is technically older than Chi Chi. Yes, love the, I love that Chi Chi actually brings that up too. I like that neither of them like they like they both have a moment of mutual realization where we're like where they're both like I have no idea how old either of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've sent you a card in like decades. <laughs> The thing about that, Jason, though, is that it was revealed in Dragon Ball that Bulma was only about two or three years older than Goku, and he was just fucking short. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, he is, he's like 13 in Dragon Ball. What? Really? Yeah, he's just a tiny kid. I believe that. Late bloomer. <laughs> sure. That, that sure. son, don't Goku. We, don't we, like, see his lol ding dong, though? Uh-huh. Like a bunch. Yep. On a regular basis. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dragon Ball. <laughs> mm. uh, cool. So Bulma and Chi-Chi begin to argue about who amongst them is the middle-agedest. 
we cut back to Krillin and Gohan, who find a sunken pirate treasure, but Krillin will not be deterred from his main goal. Then this happens. <laughs> <laughs> then this episode happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of great, actually. Yeah. They find the pearl in a sunken cave, but it is being protected by an enormous eel monster. Mm-hmm. I love giant eels. So, looks like a really big brown moray eel. Krillin is not messing around. He is He's going to take this pearl even if he has to beam this fish to death. <laughs> he, he will not pull his punches on this one. But, no. unfortunately, his punch gets pulled uh, and he whacks into the wall of the, the undersea canyon and his unshot beam explodes in his hand. Yeah. Fucking goes off like a grenade. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like a cooked grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it causes a cave-in, and uh, he tries to swoop to collect the pearl before it is crushed, but the eel monster and schools of nearby fish work together to save the pearl. Every possible kind of sea creature. Come to my age, creatures <laughs> of the deep. <laughs> and uh, this prompts Gohan to create a, a metaphor about Which how the fish are the Namekians that were protecting their Dragon Ball, and he... And Krillin have become the Ginyu Force, trying to take it away. It's all about balls. <laughs> <laughs> to again, again, I ask why? Why did you? Why did you bring Gohan? <laughs> so that he could pull, bring out wisdom like this. Yeah, he could, <laughs> be the, he could drop he could the science on me. <laughs> he can why be the ten-year-old moral, compass. moral compass. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, this is enough to set Krillin straight. And he decides that he has to let Marin go. Like the pearl, because Marin is the pearl in mm-hmm. this weird metaphor. I, he he I sees her head in it. I don't or understand. Or he just be like, ah, Krillin. He finds Marin on a different beach that has, like, people on it. It's like a public beach. So she left Kame House. He fucking, yeah. And I'm he tracked they her got, down. I, I was hoping that they just got swept way the fuck far out to sea. <laughs> Just wound up on a different shore. <laughs> the party's uh, and been they, over. They go for a walk together. With beautiful background sunset colors. Very nice. Lift the animation, them. not so much. I was, no. was, was going to say, if, somebody, oh, if someone else didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be a shot coming up that I'm going to have to point out for you. He breaks up with Marin. He said, he's, he's like, he treats her like a dog, kind of, which is... Not great. He's yeah. like, I'm setting you free. Go! Get out of here. Get out of here. Sometimes like, when you really care for something, you just gotta let it go. So this is what I'm doing, Marin. I'm letting you go. You're free. Is he, like, is he one of those guys that takes the jokes seriously about, ah, oh, Marin, it's like the old ball and chain. Old ball and chain. Probably. He does hang out with Roshi. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, and it's, also it's... his best friend is married to Chi-Chi. That's a good point. Everything he knows about women, he's learned from Roshi. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Also, here's here's my thought. He was... His whole fucking existential crisis of, you know, will I die a virgin of it? Just like, I haven't had a girlfriend yet. <laughs> and now he's got one. And, you know, what do you, what do? You do? He, was, he didn't really want to date this person. That's, that's his realization. He wanted to be in a relationship. Yeah. He liked that ideal. Yeah, right. and and even and even beyond that, it's just like, hey, you want to be in relationships with people? Well, sometimes this is what it's like. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's complicated. 
and uh, mm-hmm. or well, sometimes you just gotta realize that that's what you want and be honest about that up front. What I got from it was he convinced himself that she was too good for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think yeah. almost everything why... that we've said is true. Like at the <laughs> yeah. same time. And that's uh, the part that frustrates me so much. Well, he convinced himself that she was too good for him in the way that still like makes her into an an in the words of the great princess Jasmine, makes her into a prize to be won. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a a person to be in a relationship with. Yeah. Right. Even though she's been, like, by his side the, this entire arc. Yeah. yeah. As much as she, she decided to try and stay by during the whole, like, mini-zombie apocalypse. <laughs> she could have kept riding the cool dragon. She could have stayed hanging out in Corin Tower with her, her great good friend Yajirobe and his talking cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking casserole-making cat. <laughs> she could have gone to heaven with the pole and the bell that she won in poker. <laughs> oh, she she still got so that, I bet. Yeah, she doesn't fucking need oh, Krillin. absolutely she has <laughs> That's that. for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. That, for when she that gets bell. bored again and yeah. there's uh, no Yamchas nearby. But, but also I like that her reaction is just, okay. Yeah, this, I was gonna <laughs> say, this is the most I have or will like Marin in future appearances is she takes this she really well. Back? She's like, yeah, yeah, she does come back. Don't worry. Oh There's more my Marin. goodness. I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> she takes it really well. She's like, okay, we had a good time. You're a great guy, but I understand. And that's yeah. pretty good. And I, I, I like that. I, I like yeah. it. I like mm-hmm. that also because it's consistent of her. Yeah. Where like, that's her attitude of just kind of being like carefree and flirty and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, this is what's happening now. Yeah, okay. she she doesn't mm-hmm. conduct herself like someone who's, you know, like really really interested in being really serious, and she seems to back that up there, which is honest. Yeah, and and you get a shot where she says like, "I would have said yes if you'd asked." Yeah, yeah, and Oof. it's like, how could I say no to someone so sweet? And I'm like, that's. There's a bitter sweetness there. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately gets bought off by ice cream. <laughs> that she... immediately gets undone by the next shot. Well, I, also, I also like that Krillin had, when he hears that, he has, does like the the conversational huh? brain equivalent of, you know, a cartoon character running off a cliff and not falling until they notice they're not standing on <laughs> anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, Krillin wonders if he heard that right, and he turns around, and she is already hopping in the car of a strange man, offering her ice cream. It's the same guy from the the mall, right? No, no it is not, because he's not blonde. Yeah, oh, what? I thought hair. it was the same guy. No, it, they look similar, but they have different hair. <laughs> yeah. Making the whole <laughs> thing even fucking stranger. Maybe he just died <laughs> it partway through. Maybe she's not into blondes. Uh, he asks her if she wants to go downtown, which I take to be a euphemism, because they drive across the ocean. Right. <laughs> they don't drive to town. <laughs> unless he was talking about a different town. That's not where town is. Uh, and as they drive away, Marin loses her sunglasses. They fly off her head. And uh, Krillin picks them up, and he heads back to Kame House, where he Love explains to everyone that he broke up with Marin. I made a note that says, let the shades hide the tears, Krillin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the not... very next shot. <laughs> not, yep. not doing great. This oh, is the most God. depressing ending to an episode that we've had yet. God. The, the very Krillin... next shot. 
he is laughing maniacally with everyone in Kame House. Uh, but we get to see inside the sunglasses, and he is just crying. He is letting the shades hide the tears. Uh, Hidden behind Marin's sunglasses. Ah. <laughs> uh. This is this is this is very weird. Like, well, he can't sniffle. He doesn't have a nose. So that's <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> and oh, so man. ends the Garlic Junior saga. God, <laughs> this episode is my fucking favorite out of the entire saga. <laughs> we had to get, you know, it's it's that thing where it's like, all right, if you if you clear your plate of all your greens, you get to have your dessert. And <laughs> you this get the is ice my cream. dessert. You can't have the rainbow without the rain. That's right. Uh, any other last thoughts for 117 or Garlic Jr. in general? Yeah, I love this saga, to be honest. I love everything about yeah. it. I love the the focus on all the weird little side characters. I love almost... They all get something to do. I love mm-hmm. pretty much every, um, uh, every, every little character moment. Like, I love the action, like... I, I don't know. I'm here for it. Oh, well, okay. There's one thing that I don't like: um, the the fucking underground Spice Boys attack. <laughs> I'm, I will. I refuse I to be that. over that. <laughs> but um, that, is a, that is a hill worth dying on. Yeah. <laughs> My fucking white whale. But other than that, I, lo- I love this saga. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Like again, it's the summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that it's pretty succinct. It's only yeah. ten episodes. Yeah. It's a good I, good clean arc. Oh i I hated it, so <laughs> Alright. All right. Rip into it, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Beyblades. We're Terry. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh I like the garlic the the Dead Zone movie is uh, is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And they just the 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 Spice Boys are okay but nowhere near as good as the, the minions in that movie. Oh, uh, that's true. true. Or yes. the Ginyu Force. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, garlic himself is like mostly like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inactive. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's like an inactive antagonist until the end, and even then, like he doesn't put in nearly as much work as he did in the movie. Uh, I, st- I, you made some good points for why Marin isn't a shit character, <laughs> but I still don't like her. Yeah, I'm I'm not I, on board with Marin. The the can of worms of the just that that were opened by just the fact that she looks so much like Bulma. I can't get over yeah. that. Considering, like, I watched Krillin grow up alongside Bulma. Mm-hmm. It's just too weird for me. And and his already creepy comments towards the beginning of the show, like in the Saiyan saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and them just giving him this, like, self-defeatist attitude through this episode mm-hmm. is not the Krillin I, I know. Like, he yeah. is self-defeatist, yeah. Yeah. but not to that degree. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really disagree with anything you said, to be honest. Yeah. I was just like everything it's, that was not what you said. I really loved, yeah. and that was more than enough for me. It's just every time Toei tries to do their own thing without Toriyama, uh-huh. they they present some cool ideas with with just they do not execute right. Like Garlic Junior coming back is a cool idea. Yeah, he he is immortal. Yeah, I like that the plot didn't involve a villain wanting to become immortal. For once. I mean, it would have been better if you hadn't had the characters constantly forgetting this really basic fact that we've already established yeah. <laughs> about that. And, like, the Blackwater miss was so unnecessary. Well, you could have just, just had... It was just wasted potential. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you get to turn the entire planet into a zombiescape mm-hmm. for free. Unique in this this world. Mm-hmm. Specifically zombies that are interested in their, like, inner evil desires. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. they don't... Doesn't... And then, and, Go don't any, doesn't something. go anywhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the yeah. guy who ate another man's vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> he did the black water miss right. <laughs> uh, is that going to do it for the episodes this week? I think so. Oh, I got. All right, it's time to hail Satan, and there are things that need to be resolved. God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, does everyone remember where we left off last time? Oh boy, a mall. We were well, in a yeah, mall. Full on, yeah, full on mall zombie fantasy. We had established Garlic Jr.'s ground team, the Spice Girls, who are pepper, balsamic, ketchup, and sugar. (laughs) And all of Hercule and his friends are doing battle with them, uh, except for Hercule, who is standing in the back, arms in the sky, trying to summon birds to his cause. (laughs) He's still beating that drum. He he does have bird powers, we did say it. (laughs) Or he thinks he does. He does think he has bird powers. The bad chicks are there. The bad mm-hmm. chicks are in the Just mall. Doing their doing their thing. Kind of running like a post apocalyptic town inside a mall. <laughs> it's a good, yeah. good place. It's all everything you could want. There's looting a, whatever they need. Snacks and those little lightning balls in the Spencer's gifts. Are <laughs> Are the bad chicks just doing their their dead rising adventure? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so last time I mentioned that I what I want to have happen is we need to have a convincing way to make it look like Hercule saves the day again. Mm-hmm. As like it, is our praxis. It, it needs to look like he has saved the world from the Blackwater Mist, much like he did the Saiyans. Well... How, how do we get there? <laughs> so how does Videl inspire an army of birds? I mean, there's mm. probably a pet shop in the mall, right? Probably. At they least probably one. probably have bird seeds. But keeping in mind, the birds are probably all blackwater misted. Yeah. So they're more likely to be willing to attack to yeah. get some seed. So here's what happens. Videl grabs a bunch of bird seed, scat- scatters it all around um, all around Hercule. Maybe rubs maybe rubs them in his hair. Gets them, really, <laughs> gets them really entangled in that bird's nest. All the blackwater mist birds in the pet shop, or maybe any, like, the open skylight or whatever. Uh-huh. It goes swarming on him. They peck and rend um, at, at, at our hero. And he is about to get Blackwater Mister himself because he is being attacked by all sure, these birds. Sure, he's being bitten. Then, seconds later, the holy water the, the washes over mm-hmm. and everyone is cured and he's like, aha! I released, I, I summoned to me the birds that carry in them the antidote to what is, what is happening. I it's have... a reverse birdemic. <laughs> Another, I have an addition to this. As he's being torn and rent and just generally harassed by these feathered fiends, uh, mm-hmm. you know that scene in Mulan when yeah. they're training and what's-his-name puts, like, a scorpion in Mulan's? Yeah shirt and she uh-huh. like kicks everybody's ass uh-huh. <laughs> mr satan does that yeah he he accidentally while freaking out about the birds kicks the asses of the of the of the spice girls 
catches them fully that, unawares. That that <laughs> happens to coincide with the mist spreading, and everybody's like, "Whoa, he beat the the Machio demons that were doing the thing, and then their planet blew up." <laughs> yeah, can I offer an alternative? Oh, Please. yes, a, a couple of alternatives that just sort of build on this this image that we have going. I have one. I have one as well. Uh, he is doing his. He is covered in birds. He's doing all the like scorpion in his pants kicks and stuff, like you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but his kicks on each Spice Girl happen to coincide with the Machio star blowing up, oh. and they all blow up when he kicks them. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, the, the star blows up, so they are immediately vanquished. Uh, also, an image. Oh, they blow up. That's how we know the, that the dynamite kick. Yeah. That's how oh, it works. There's Leo God. with his kicks. This I kill with so my kicks. God. Another image that I want to suggest, and if somebody has uh, other suggestions, I'm open to that. But I, when, when Jason said he gets covered in birds, I just saw this clear as day in my mind's eye. Uh, he is lifted into the sky and uh, is carried just like beyond the sacred water mist so it appears as if it is coming from the birds behind him and he is carried across the world so people look up in the sky and they see Mr. Satan and his birds healing the earth <laughs> perfect he like washing over the world in a way like a Jesus bird orb mm-hmm. are the are the bird like are there talons caught in his hair or yes like, yeah, they are trying to him? escape him and he is stuck <laughs> I love it. There, Satan appears on the horizon in an orb of crows. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not what it sounds like. It's a good thing. It's a good <laughs> Satan that we like and enjoy. It's good <laughs> Satan surrounded by good crows. <laughs> so so my idea is that um, while, while uh, Satan's doing all his hoodoo, Chi-Chi, the world's strongest woman... <laughs> is just going on a tirade, just oh. just destroying anybody in her path. Yeah, she's and just so she's many biker gangs. Yes, she's like sitting on a pile of machines, motorcycles, yeah. motorcycles. Mechs? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Whips. Mm-hmm. And just happens to be I mean, it looks just like happens to go through gang. Yeah, that was her, walking her, away ashamedly after her, waking back up. Yeah, and her cyclone of fists and and kicks just happens to pass through where Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, so the world is saved. Thank goodness. Thanks, Satan. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> I do have one last loose end that needs to be tied up. Yeah. Uh, this is days later after all of the montages of the world getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Satan is doing his interviews and such. Uh, and he has a he has a meeting scheduled with a prominent professor, a, a mm. man named Doctor Giro. Mm. Doctor Giro comes to Mister Satan. And he he tells him like he saw the interview where he called out that man who killed his mentor, and he happens to know that man. And uh, uh, yes, some of you mm. may or may not know this about uh, Tao Pai Pai, but at the end of Dragon Ball, he was a cyborg man. What? Because he he got blown up by one of his own grenades earlier, so he needed cybernetic parts to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this real or is this this Hail is real? Satan? Yeah, no, this is real. Okay, yeah. 
Let me. I'll find you a picture real quick. Aaron. Yeah, when he yeah. killed Vince McSatan, he was wearing a cyborg mask. Oh, that covered half his face. And Jero uh, tries to convince uh, Hercule that there is no possible way he could defeat this man without cybernetic implants of his own. <gasps> and Jero uh, happens to know a thing or two about cybernetic implants. Mm-hmm. So he he offers him like I could I could fix you up. You could. Mm-hmm. You could become cool and rich and better than you've ever wildly imagined. And Hercule just laughs him down. You puny, pathetic science man. <laughs> I already My... have a science man. We do a <laughs> podcast together with our frog friend. <laughs> My dynamite kicks are enough to kill any man. And literally explode them. But Hercule points to his two protégés in his dojo, Lapis and Lazuli. Mm. And he says, you might want to talk to those two, though. It would literally take cybernetic parts for them to be as cool and awesome as me. (laughs) There's no other way otherwise. And so. (laughs) And then Jero asks, how old are they? Well, I think one of them's 18. (laughs) I think one of them might be 18, one of them might be 17. Not sure. Yeah. (laughs) Jero asks them, like, do you want to come do this thing? And they're like, literally get us out of here. Yeah. We cannot stand being in this goddamn dojo anymore. <laughs> How do you feel about the color red? <laughs> Lures them away with promises of Fortnite loot boxes. <laughs> I'll pay you in V-Bucks. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts for Hail Satan? Or is that a nice note to go out on? That's I pretty so. good, I think. That's a good little good. bow to tie it up with. Hmm. Like, like a nice ribbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sad the Spice Girls exploded, but it's for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they just... Maybe they meet the Ginyu Force. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my good. God. Like, I like we could that. just make We could just make that weird traveling hell band bigger and bigger. Yes. <laughs> They're going on the road. Side the show. snake road. All right. Until next time, uh, Jason... Yeah. You got a you got a four-star reading for us? I certainly do. What we do at the end of this podcast is we take a character's birthday and derive from them their astrological sign. And we flip over to the horoscope section and read off a little something for them. Now, the character in question here doesn't really have a canonical birthday, but what we could do is reverse engineer one based on the day that their manga debuted. So in this case, our character's manga debuted on uh, December 4th, 1984, so that would make the character in question Turtle a Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius. Um. <laughs> Don't think too hard about a that. Tortitarius. Oh, so the episodes we just covered took place in December. Happy birthday, Turtle. It, it was Christmas. <laughs> huh. Yeah. We decided. What do you know? I mean, it, well, there you go. It lines it's up. kind of it's yeah. kind of a weird backwards Christmas because <laughs> it's now the beginning of December. But don't worry about it. Time's weird in Dragon World. Yeah, it's always weird in Dragon World. Anywho, Turtle, here's your here's your horoscope for today. You may feel a bit lazy and unmotivated today. It could be hard to drag yourself out of bed, but do your best to rise with the morning. The surprising actions of a friend will leave you delighted, but a bit taken off guard. (laughs) (laughs) To see a better way... (laughs) To see a better way to handle your own upcoming challenges, 
Observe the life of a wise friend. There are great <laughs> words of wisdom in the hard-learned lessons of someone who you respect and admire. I'm guessing mm -hmm. Roshi? Does Maybe. he have a wise friend? Or, or Krillin. Krillin would fit that, too. Roshi's about, uh, about as close as he can get. Yeah. To wise. He has friend, we'll put it that way. As, as yeah. long as there isn't anything gropable nearby, mm -hmm. Roshi could be wise, I guess. <laughs> so, happy thousandth year birthday, Turtle. Here's to a thousand more. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every week. Uh, Dave, what should folks know about you? Oh, uh, well, I, I can be found sometimes at uh, Scythe, uh, P-S-Y-T-H-E, at Archive of Our Own, fan fictions, sometimes. <laughs> Plugging away. <laughs> Matt, how about you? Uh, well, you know, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, under Monumentous Matt. Uh, otherwise, I'll be on Instagram, SoundCloud, all that would, what have yous, under Define Prague. Aaron? I'm still hiding from the internet. It, but... it becomes a wiser and wiser decision every day. <laughs> Boy, howdy does it. Oh, the temptation is strong. <laughs> but I will resist uh, by doing comedy improv. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, if you happen to be in the Southwest Ohio area, come on down to Dayton, Ohio, to the Black Box Improv Theater. I'm in a group that performs on Wednesdays, uh, but the theater has shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and they're all so funny. Uh, Jason. Well, on the internet, you can find me and my very good tweets at jcavs, that's J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. And if you would like to contact this show directly, there's a couple ways to do it. Let me see if I remember it all. It's been so long since I've done a podcast. What day is it? What year is yeah. it? Who are we? You can follow us on Twitter at Destructo underscore Disc, D-I-S-C, uh, where there is a pinned tweet invitation to our Discord server for fans, which is the Destructo Discourse Discourse Discord. Click it. Uh, you can email us at DestructoDiscourse at gmail.com, or if you would like to help other people find out about this show, uh, aside from just telling them, you could do that. That's one option. But... <laughs> If you would like to tell strangers, you could do it on iTunes by giving us a rating and a review. And I would like the rating to be four stars, please. That's mm -hmm. the best one, right? That's the best stars. Clearly. Not to iTunes, but it is to me. Mm-hmm. iTunes will be very confused by this algorithm. <laughs> but we will be pleasantly surprised. iTunes joyful. doesn't love Gohan like we do. Mm-mm. Mm give us the Gohan. You're watching and listening to Destructo <laughs> Discourse, and we're just getting warmed up. When night never turns to day, don't you be afraid to fly away. Get you through the night, oh, Chala, hey, Chala, 
Shalom, hey, shalom.